everybody. Welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. Welcome back in, folks. Boy, do we have a full, full plate for you today. We're just going to get right into it, kind of give you a little content. But first, I would like to offer this opportunity for our new sponsor for the show that this COVID-19 year has been all about. This episode is sponsored by the 2020 and 2021 cold and flu season, guys. So just when you thought you may be okay, let's just ram this disease down you too. So here we go. We're going to talk about a few things today. Keith, welcome in. Glad to see you, my friend. How are you? Hey, Jay. Hey, everybody. Everyone. I've forgotten how to talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We're going to it's just like riding a bike, man. Yeah, just okay. like riding a bike. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, wait hey. a minute. Wait a minute. You, you got me queued up on something. I, you know how I am when I like to do my voices, right? You okay. said, all right, then. Well, there's a famous all right, then. All right, then. Mm-hmm. All right, then. What, what, what movie? <laughs> all right, then. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Bob Come Thornton. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Boy, like you ought not talk that way. What, what do I win? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway, let's just have fun with this. We got a we got a good, good, good. Uh, let's let's go ahead and give the roll down of what our our fans can expect. You want to do that now or no? Okay. Yes. But first. But, okay. Okay. So, do you want me to do you want me to actually go down the list of what we're what's on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we t- let's tell everybody. Let's uh, keep them interested. So, um, hang uh, in Nicholas, there, guys, because this is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Nikola has been in the news a ton lately. That's the automotive mm-hmm. manufacturer that just recently partnered with GM. And, you know, I, if you don't know about that, uh, go back and listen to our last few podcasts and we'll catch you up to speed there. So Toyota, there's a lot of talk that really Toyota is poised to dominate that uh, over the road trucking transport. Yeah, yeah they're, he- uh, they're Hino division. Yes. So we're going to talk division. about the Hino. Yep. yep. Mm hmm. Amazon just announced a deal with Rivian on their vans. Uh, I want to talk a little yeah. bit about that. And I think we might have a different perspective on this than what you've seen and heard so far. Uh, mm. We'll see. You'll, yep, have to, yep. you'll have to keep listening. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we are now at the deadline, or I guess the opening, or the unlock, to order your Hummer EV. Is that right, Jay? That is correct. Um, that is Reservations. happening. Reservations will begin in just a few hours. Yep. Uh, supposedly, I've uh, I've I've had the uh, website up. I think it's going to be. As a matter of fact, I know that we are. Uh, when this airs, this will be a little different than. But like, let me bring this up, hey, and I can hey, tell you. Get Yo, on their hey. website. Do they have a chat? Get on their website and chat them and ask them if this is the right place to pre-order your Bronco. <laughs> I can. There is an email. <laughs> Troll them, man. man. Troll oh, them. Yeah, yeah. Messages. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> let me go ahead and do that now. Yes. Uh, it's loading. Loading. All right, while Jay's doing Ooh. that, also on the show today, uh, we have some news on uh, more GM news. They are actually putting their Lyric, their Cadillac Lyric, into production. And we have info on that. We we were... Uh, we, we did a big segment on that in a previous podcast. Talked about like whether or not this was actually going to come into fruition. Well, we have our answer. It looks like it is. So we'll give you some details on that, and then to the I'm meat in. of the uh, uh, of the episode, we're going to get into a little bit of what's going on in the movie industry, the changes, the challenges. Now you might say, "What does this have to do with cars?" Well, actually, more than you think, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that. So, that's what's coming up on the uh, podcast today, everybody. Yep. Now back to Jay, who's about to troll GM on. Uh, I just did, and it I don't. It's a GMC bot. It says, oh, okay. "Welcome to messaging. The information you provide here is subject subject to GM's privacy statement." Of it. Okay, great. And so I said, "Is this the right place to reserve a Hummer?" And it came back and said, sorry, I could not find anything for that. Well, your site, people, is counting down the time. Right now, we're sitting at 5 hours, 39 minutes, and 36 seconds, and it says that we should be able to reserve today. That's what I thought. In 5 that I was, hours and some change. Yeah. So right. I guess, 
Sign up to be among the first to get latest updates about it. I, I don't need any yeah, updates. Yeah, they're going to spam I, spam you to death if you do that. Yep, I'm not doing that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll follow up. We'll, we'll wrap back around. We got a few things we'll talk about with this truck too, and you know what, who it's competing against, which is which is basically Rivian, which Rivian's all over this conversation today. Them and um, the Cybertruck, the Tesla Cybertruck, that really right. kind of is what happened to it, man. Where'd it go? No, nothing else going uh. on. So. It got coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the all virus. Right, so I don't really know much more than what I've read on um, one website uh, about the Toyota Hino. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are a lot of fans of this, and they are they are in the in the mindset or of the mindset that it really would be a heavy competitor to anything that like a a gm and a nikola partnership might bring to the table or really anybody else even tesla who has their uh what are they calling their big truck not not the cyber truck but the actual long haul you know heavy duty tesla's long haul yeah Oh, I don't remember, man. You you put me on the spot there. Yeah, it's just we'll just yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get to it. Um, what what see. what? Tell me about this Hino, right? So what's the engine platform? What 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 do you know about it, Jay? Well, it's a it's a I mean it's a it's an FCV or a fuel fuel cell vehicle, and the the challenge that um, Nikola has is that I mean I, I love the way the article puts this, and and the proof is in the pudding. I mean. Toyota Hino has been working. Uh, they produced a semi, a, a FCV or fuel, fuel cell vehicle in 2017. So they've been working with um, this technology for quite some time, and they've been successful at it. Um, how did Hino kind of put themselves on a platform, uh, or did they become sort of the king of of, of the possibilities here? Um, he knows been putting trucks out for like 75 years, so they know a little bit about the industry. Whereas um, Nikola has only been doing this for about um, about 75 weeks, is what they say. Um, so in 2019, Hino produced 197,000 trucks. So far, Nikola has produced zero zilch, zappa, nada, none. Well, and even even Tesla, who does have. Um, prototype models out that you know you can go on YouTube or wherever and see these things. They're real weird about that. Like you know, they ask people not to film when the truck pulls into the lot or not mm-hmm. to f- film the side where they plug it up because there's a lot of proprietary stuff they're trying to keep hidden. But if you're if you're basically telling me that, and 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 in a way, I'm looking at Toyota going, why aren't you guys making a bigger deal about this? Like I would be jumping all over news headlines with this product if it is in existence already. I mean, what have you got to lose? Right. And I have to believe that it is in existence. They just said um, the in 2017. But you've got a market that Hino, Hino is global. They've just really made a push in the diesel market here in the U.S., um, they've been in you know Central America, South America, uh, Europe, uh, obviously Asia, for many years. I mean, they they have a global um, footprint. Um, as a matter of fact, I have been recently researching and and helping uh, some of my clients uh, with some valve train uh, information and components for the the J O five, J O seven, and um, J O eight engines, which are the later. Um, engines which are out now which are more emission compliant um, and they come in several different displacements I mean anywhere from like a 4.3 up to I think there's like an 8 liter or something like that but anyway um, and you're also talking different classifications because you've there, the, the, there's many usages for this thing um, for, the, for their product like um, you know short haul like inner city type um, vehicles were like a box truck, if you will. You know, we, that's what we call it in the industry. Um, but they also uh, have long haul uh, footprints as well. Um, I think that what this is doing for them, it 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 obviously helps them stretch their footprint even further, and it, it also gets them in the door, if not 
already in the door, it keeps them in the door um, to be a major competitor. All these startups out there right now well, that don't have experience in the industry like these guys do. So he let's, knows let's playing do it right, something man. that you know we never do on this program, Jay. Um, <laughs> now, now we've talked about um, you know most prominently that I can recall. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dyson podcast that we did where we talked a little bit about, you know, not just what Dyson was doing and why they pulled out of it, but mm-hmm. why we weren't seeing Toyota as prominently in the EV market as GM, for example, or Ford or, you know, I mean, Tesla is obviously the leader there. And we speculated that perhaps Toyota is going to skip phase one or even phase two of EVs and go to a more advanced platform, knowing that battery-powered cars in this generation mm-hmm. are going to be quickly obsolete. You know, That's if, right. If technology, regardless of how long, how well that car is built and how long you plan on keeping it, if there's a more efficient way to build these that doesn't mm-hmm. require you to charge them every 300 miles... Right. That's probably the market will decide that. And and Toyota may be hedging their bets on fuel cells, solid well, state, I, right? I I absolutely 100% agree with that, Keith. I think it's smart on their behalf because there are so many players out there right now trying to rush to get an all-electric vehicle out. Yep. Um why I mean Toyota is quietly sitting back going, "Okay. Well, we've got a we've got a neighbor of ours called, you know, Honda." Who is heavy into fuel cell uh, type vehicles? Yeah, that's where they're putting their. I mean they they've got a few EVs uh, or um, uh, hybrids out there. I get it, but they have you know they're they've tested the waters with the fuel cell vehicles. And there's a lot of stuff like that going on over in Asia, especially in China, like Hong Kong. I remember when I traveled to Hong Kong, the number of alternative fuel vehicles there. I mean, a, a, just a straight-up petrol or gasoline-type vehicle is almost slim and none. All of yeah. the um, public transportation and the cabs and stuff like that, they're running on LPG or compressed right. natural gas. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of electric vehicles over there. So Well, and and again, you know, Toyota's you playing the long first. game here, I mean, man. you know, it just sure does look like this is Toyota's long play, right? That this is their playing oh, the do. long game. And, you I know, agree. Like, like I always say, Jay... I'd say I told you so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, but that 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 certainly looks to be where their head is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now speaking of where their head is. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, heads. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of this Amazon Rivian partnership. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting. Now. You talk on that, but let's let's both agree what we've seen on just like it's like this massive ad campaign for for what Amazon is doing right now, and they've revealed the vehicle. Yeah. So let's get into that. So they did. What a, do you know? They did a. I guess you can call it a presser where they kind of gave everyone notice that this is a formal partnership, and they're officially partnering with Rivian. And they're going to have 100% electric. Uh, I'm sorry, 100% electric delivery vehicles. Mm-hmm. This talking thing is apparently, you know, the bicycle uh, just just kind of tipped over on me there. Well, in your defense, you, you've had a little time off, and <laughs> you know, so you're a little tongue tied. I get that. That's okay. So, uh, if you don't know the details of this, we all know the prime vans, right? That come to come to your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're well, looking to. Sometimes Basically, they say they do, but they really don't. Well, or in in my case, three or four times to my house in the same day instead of just one <laughs> right. truck. Right. Uh, or like more recently, you know, to my neighbor's house, and then they say it was delivered to my house. And uh, yeah, but I digress. Okay, so uh, they're going to replace their gasoline and diesel powered uh, vans with um, these all EVs. That's the long term plan. And they're looking to have 100,000 vehicles by 2030. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and, you know, even though Rivian hasn't really produced anything like this, meaning a van, a delivery van, yet, it's kind mm-hmm. of similar to Nikola, they mm-hmm. do have prototype trucks out there. And I'm fairly confident they're going to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. But honestly, 
the thing that I, I sort of look at this and I go, is this really just a PR stunt? I mean, yeah, they're probably ordering these and they're going to use them and all that. But, I mean, if you just look at all the waste that Amazon, who I'm a big customer of, and we probably all are now, literally sending, like, I'll order things and they'll send three trucks to my house in the same day. And, you know, mm -hmm. the guy will bring me two things in the morning and then a lady will show up in the afternoon and bring me a couple more and then... You know, how, how can you, from a logistics perspective, and those are all uh, Amazon trucks, mm -hmm. how is it that you can't streamline that? I well, mean, UPS does, FedEx does. Well, right? you know, yeah, they do, I guess, to some degree, man. But I can tell you that, that I have, you know, I for those of you that don't know, I work remotely from home, so I, I can see outside of my window quite regularly. And I see it all the time, too, and I think to myself, how is it that we have two, three different FedEx vehicles coming in here? And, you know, didn't it used to be like years ago where, hey, the UPS truck's going to run around three every day, and that's when you get your stuff and you kind of knew it? You know, like if you have a place of business. Sure. Yeah. And you and I both have worked in, um, you know, product receiving and product shipping we've we've been around that environment so we we knew that every day at like 4 30 in the afternoon we had the final ups pickup but at every day around one is when ups would come to deliver so they they would they had one delivery and one pickup every day scheduled and i don't understand why when you have situation like that where you've got a a buyer a consumer like you keith who orders many things they have the tools on the Amazon website that you get to choose your prime day. Um, right. All these things that really kind of, in my opinion, would help Amazon kind of streamline that a lot better And you yeah. where that way you only have one delivery in a day. But I've, I've had the same thing well, happen Well, and to I me do that. Sometimes I'll tell them, just bring it all to me at once, and it still shows up in separate oh, deliveries. I've, I've been through it too, and it makes no sense. But... I do think it's a bit of a PR stunt, and 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 let me let me throw let me throw this at you too. As we all know, Amazon is like, I mean, it's become like one of the number one employers globally. Period. Okay, but there are a lot of people that refuse to work for a company like that, um, and and they have it kind of pulls at their heartstrings, if you will. They're uh, eco conscious. They're environmentally friendly people. They want to make a statement in their you know their lives they want people to understand how they feel and put it out there now if amazon is truly doing this they could potentially pick up a workforce that they may not ultimately have because now that person that wouldn't work for them may come to work for them because it's it's an environmentally friendly vehicle um i can go that route i can i can buy that and, and live with that maybe that's part of it or is it just, hey, man, you know, we're doing our part. It's around election year. It's, you know, we, we, we want people to watch us and see what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, there's probably some of that. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about the returns mess and how that stuff actually never just gets a lot of it. Uh, I was reading an article to my family at the dinner table a, a week or so ago where somebody put a hidden tracker in an Amazon order and returned it. And they yeah. put a hidden camera in it. And they wanted to see where these things end up. And it was like a media organization that did this. Mm -hmm. And they ended up That's in a landfill. Interesting. Right? GPS really? tracking on it and the whole deal. They're not even they're not even a lot of this stuff, there's just so much waste that, that it's resellable, but they don't want to deal with it, a lot of it. Well, I think, you know, and of course, and we know this, that when you have a return on Amazon, everybody's experienced this at least once in their Amazon life, um, you have the option to return it. And they go, you go through the process and you explain to them why. But if this thing is like 12 bucks, they're just going to tell you to keep it and ship right. you the right thing. And I get that, but at least it's not getting wasted. You get to keep it. Maybe you have some use for it, you know. But to, for it to end up in a landfill like that, I mean, is, have we gotten that big, guys, to where it's not that important to you? Really? Well, I just, Do as long have? as I can keep returning that underwear that's used <laughs> i'm all right uh okay but but here let's talk so let's before we wrap that this segment up let's talk a little bit about what we do know about these vans now this is probably a little bit more really why they did it 
And mm-hmm. I think it comes from the perspective of being able to design and have influence over the layout of that vehicle from yeah. a logistics perspective to make it logistics ergonomics to not convert a Mercedes van right a Sprinter right. van into right. a delivery truck. This has to, their fingerprints yeah, all over it. You're building a delivery truck from the ground up that meets your business needs. So now here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's yep. where I, I know where you're going with that. So they have they have every input on this van other than obviously what Rivian brings to the table. Okay, that's a Rivian powered vehicle. Okay, but Amazon says, okay, we want to make it this way because we're the best at what we do in delivering. We know what our our workforce is complaining about. We know how they feel at the end of the day. We know what they're suffering through. So all of that went into the design elements of this for Amazon. Now, you know what I think Amazon's going to do? They're going to produce this, and Amazon is going to be selling this design to other delivery uh, companies. Yeah. You're going to be able to buy an Amazon delivery vehicle on Amazon. So they're not talking <laughs> that that would actually be one of the biggest ironies of, you know, yeah. So <laughs> so they won't tell you what's in the drivetrain. They won't no. tell you uh you know, we know it's a Rivian platform. But mm-hmm. this is kind of what they did tell us. Um we knew that it needed to far surpass any other delivery vehicle. We wanted drivers to love using it and customers to feel excited when they saw it driving through their neighborhood and pulling up to their home. Okay, well, T-shirt <laughs> cannon, check. <laughs> right, right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we combined Rivian's technology with our other lo- lo- uh, delivery logistics knowledge, and the result is what you see here. <laughs> um, the driver, It's a driver's side door that's going to be reinforced for extra protection. The rear of the vehicle will have three levels of shelving with a bulkhead door for quick access. And most intriguingly, there will be a dance floor inside the driver's cabin for easy movement inside the van. Yep. Uh, okay. I can yeah. add a, I can add a few other things. They have um, the f- features, that, uh, and they, they call it a boxy high-tech van. Um, it has a large windshield, has extra... Um, it has exterior cameras offering a 360-degree view. has hands-free navigation guidance. Um, this is just some of the tech in this thing. Three levels of shelving, like you said, um, and Rivian calls it a dance floor. Um, it has brake lights wrapping around the rear of the vehicle to warn of frequent stops. So it looks like to me, they again, they've taken all of the incidents that may have happened on a delivery route um, to, to kind of like – yeah. Put, put it out there, you know, we're, we're coming or we're stopping. So you're, you, you know, but they're also wanting to give that driver the opportunity to, to make sure of their surroundings and safety. And the other thing is, too, man, in this day and time, I mean, we've seen a couple of recent, like, Amazon truck heists, man. In the middle of cities, they just pull up to the front of a building, man, and the, the, dri- the poor driver gets out. And next thing you know, they're like, people are pulling boxes out and it's insane. Um, so I think that some of this might give a little comfort to those drivers to give them a little bit more security in that van too. So anyway, we'll see. They're gonna they're gonna roll. They're gonna aggressively try to get ten thousand of these in on the roads that's by twenty twenty two. So that's a year and a half. So we may start seeing them soon here. That that would be exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, um, let me let me read this real quick about this same thing. Um, this is in that same article, I think, uh, Keith. The driver for the Amazon deal, this is what Jeff Bezos says, um, it, it was, this deal was struck in September 2019, and it was a pledge by um, uh, Jeff Bezos to create a delivery fleet that helps the company achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2040, um, which is a decade ahead of the Paris Agreement. Um, Amazon initially invested $440 million into Rivian in February 2019 and has participated in multiple investment rounds since then. Um, Rivian has raised about $6 billion from its investors, uh, most, most recently closing a $2.5 billion investment round led by T. Rowe Price, and that was back in July. Uh, Rivian now has about 500 employees on site, and uh, they do have plans to uh, double its ranks as early as next year as it begins the uh, production. So Amazon strikes again. Yeah. There you go. It's amazing, man, to me. What, what, I, can you imagine what Bezos, I mean, what, his net worth must be like yeah, so exponentially we joked, growing uh, like every well, day. You know, 
it's his wife has half of it now, ex-wife. Sorry, but um, yeah, but still, it's gonna hurt him. <laughs> we joked that he was just gonna end up buying a planet. I mean, it's probably <laughs> right, not right. far off from from. You know what I that. think? I think Bezos is probably gonna be the first guy on Mars. I, I just I, I see it. Him and and um, what's his name uh, uh, from Tesla? Nick you know? or uh, Elon? Yeah, Elon. Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah, Musk and Bezos. Yeah, yeah. Either Why does that, that sound it's, like a? It's a new sitcom coming out next fall on ABC, <laughs> or a new cologne, Musk and Bezos. <laughs> there you go. By Rivian. Yeah. By Rivian. Musk. This the, today's show is uh, is brought to you by Rivian, the cologne company with the new flavor, Bezos and Musk. Musk and Bezos. Anyway, uh, so yeah, good, good, uh, good information on that, man. So uh, what are we? Uh, what are we doing now? So did well, you, are we? You want to talk about that? this Hummer thing? You want to take us into uh, what's w- the latest news in the Hummer EV world? Yeah. Well, you know, I saw I saw a, a recent um, uh, article uh, just kind of reminding people, and, and I know it's GM's way of of just kind of putting their feelers out. So today. Um, you know, the day is uh, uh, they said that you could reserve one on October 20th of 2020. And as I go to their website, I find it. It says, see it, reserve it, 10, 20, 20. And like I said, sorry, I could not find anything for that. I asked them and it says, see it, reserve it right there. And they can't even answer me. So I don't know. Uh, you well, should you be able to reserve it. you know what I say, it. Jay? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can't. What is the old? You can't. You can't ask a leopard to change its spots. You know, GM gonna GM, right? I mean, it's like they GM get so GM, close yeah. to the finish line, yeah. and then somebody yeah. pukes on their shoes. I, I just, well, I was just having this conversation with my son over the weekend about the Corvette thing, and he's like, "Why is this such a hard vehicle to get their hands on? Why right. it has been yeah. in production now for well over a year?" What are they doing? Well, they're starting to show up. I mean, as you well know, we t- uh, I was able to get into one um, a few weeks back. But it was in the, gone in, in 60 seconds. Yes, it was. It was gone in 60 seconds. That's funny you put that in there. Right. right. Oh, I was thinking more of a... But I, it literally, they're not sitting on the lot that long, right? And and no. here's what it boils down to. And look, I'm not, I don't want to turn this into a Corvette segment. We've done plenty of those. But mm. if you have, in in an, in an era where you are showing losses to your shareholders, okay? Mm-hmm. Talking talk about General Motors. Yep. They all are, but General Motors right. significantly. And you are... Producing products that are in huge demand, and there is more of a demand for them right now than you have a supply of. And if you're making a profit on each one of those vehicles that you produce that's in demand, why wouldn't you make more of them, right? Right. And so Sideshot said, now I, I know I'm stating the obvious here, but I really don't understand why it isn't just that simple. Sideshot said, well... Maybe they're trying to keep the value of those up, you know, exclusivity and all that, limited edition. And I went, right, well, then it would be a limited edition. I mean, it's a Corvette. It's not, I'm, no right. offense to Corvette owners, this is not a $500,000 Ferrari that no, they only make a, 500 of. This it's is a, at a, best, it's at best yeah. you can get over 100000 with all bells and whistles. But the one I sat in was the Z51 package, man, loaded. For uh, under eighty five thousand, or just right at eighty five thousand. Have you ever known Corvette to say we're only going to produce no, no five thousand of these for the year, or ten thousand, or it's it's their flagship sports car, man. I mean, why would you? I mean, they're. I mean, they put a lot on the line by going from a um, a front engine to a mid engine vehicle, and completely changing, and then promptly and just then to refuse just do, to make enough to do to this. Keep, yeah, I, I don't. Well, get, okay, okay. So, so let's hope. So back to back to Rivian. <laughs> I mean, back to uh, Hummer. Hummer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are they gonna? I mean, is this all a marketing stunt, or what? You know. Well, it's funny you say that because um, you know some of the things that I got into when I was looking at you know information out there now they have been talking about this since last year we saw the reveal what was it january yeah well they ran um, a super bowl they, ad did they, they ran not? a super bowl ad yeah. yeah they ran a super bowl ad and you had the whole lebron james thing and um 
the quiet revolution thing that they kept saying it was going to be and and, you know that was on the heels of you know ford you know revealing their 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 all-electric f-150 um you know this big huge push for all-electric vehicles man coming um so the hummer uh this is actually a good thing, I I think, for them. I don't know how they would be able to market a, a gasoline Hummer ever again in 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 our well, market. But you know, they if you want to you want to make the argument, you know, they're doing big SUVs right now already. Yes. Where does that fit? I mean, are you going to take sales away from I'll, a Tahoe I'll tell or you a Suburban? Where. No, that's not where they're going after. They're not going after it. Now, just think about what the Hummer was originally. It was a military vehicle, right? And the military bought those things up like crazy. And they were utilized very well. Now, a lot of them, they had the diesels in them. They had Detroit diesels in them. And then they went to gasoline, and then they started downsizing them for consumers and stuff. Now, I think GM is seeing a golden opportunity. I read that. Um, the military is actually very interested in this vehicle and have side-by-side with GM uh, talked about some of the things they'd like to see on it. So they keep throwing this in our face where it's got crab-like movement. Um, Remember not long ago, was it Rivian that had the the tank mode? Um, So that's why I think that the military, the Department of Defense, is very interested in this because it's quiet. That's a key. And it's a reliable source, um, a reliable mode of transportation, giving the ranges. Um, well, you don't have that, to deal with air filtration on an intake on an EV in some of these. Uh, that's right. You know, um, right. Desert terrain type, you know, sandstorm type situations. That's right. So I Theaters. think that this could be, especially for all of you Schwarzeneggers out there. This could be your way of getting back into a Hummer out there and 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 poking your chest out because hey the military drives those things. So. But but you know and this is the big question. GM seems to have so many great ideas lately, and it's the execution of those ideas. You know, well back to the Corvette, the Lyric thing, not being able to what this Hummer EV, the website not being kind of completely together to guide you. Um, you know, the execution part seems to be where they are not great. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, just before we came on air, uh, I was watching a news conference from your neck of the woods. Um, and GM was on site at the one of the largest, um, most modern uh, plants uh, in the country. Yeah, that's um, a Spring Hill. I was actually Spring just Hill past it over the weekend. Yeah, so this was this morning, and basically GM is investing $2 billion in, in the Spring Hill plant to build electric vehicles, including the Cadillac Lyric, okay? Um, they it, basically, they're, and by the way, this is in Spring Hill, Tennessee, for those of you that don't know that. No, no, um, no, it's Spring Hill, Michigan, don't move here. Don't look at that. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't even yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. Don't pull open Google Maps. It's so, in so, uh, it's in it's in Dirk Durkistan somewhere. You know, Dirk Durkistan. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, hey man, um, we're, yeah, you don't want like you don't really want. We're closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back home, please. Go. You go now. Um, so also on the heels of of them saying that. Uh, GM basically says it will also spend another $153 million to upgrade five Michigan factories for future vehicles as well. Uh, the company will build the Cadillac Lyric, uh, a small electric uh, SUV uh, at the Spring Hill plant. So wait, uh, so there's a connection here. I'm trying to figure it out. Lyric, like music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Tennessee. Yep. Hmm, let's yep. see. If Kinda I carry sense, the one, divide by two... <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, 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 I get it. Interesting, I get it. right? Music lyric. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you get that now, right? So. That's what that's what we is, call an Easter egg, Jay, in the This early is why reveal. I wanted to talk about this today with this, because I, both of these stories, I believe, are very connected. Okay. Okay, today, today you can supposedly reserve the Hummer. Yeah. And today we learn where the Cadillac lyric is going to be, and that that is going to plant is going to be a major player in the ev market in assembly 
of those vehicles. Funny how the Cadillac Lyric just happens to be on an SUV chassis or platform. Hmm. What's the Hummer? Hmm. What are we thinking? Hmm. You see what I'm see where I'm going with this guy? Uh, you lost me at electric. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So <laughs> so now, do you have a re- so so the okay? So let's let's take that a step further. Right. Right. We're taking orders for Hummers allegedly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soon. Yep. Next. Yep. Whatever. By the time this Next. podcast comes out. By the time this. Yep. Yep. Do we have a production date for the lyric? So the lyric is due in showroom sometime late in 2022. Okay. Um, so, G, GM is here. You go. GM is now, also now wait, expected. Now, now Jay. Now. Yeah. GM has never ever in their history ever used the same platform to produce two different vehicles sold under two different badges <laughs> in the same facility. Ooh, right. That's never a, happened before. Did, right. Do we? Yeah. Do we? Did we have a? Didn't we have a podcast on this or something like some time ago? You know, you could go back and check us out. Yeah. Now, uh, so. to be fair, I don't think they're going to look that similar. But oh, obviously not. But that doesn't matter if you if anybody out there knows anything about how EVs work, and you get it, um, they are very diverse in what you can do with their platforms. Sure. So I I foresee this being part of it. And in this same article, and by the way, I'm quoting the Tennessean. Um, it says the lyric is due in showrooms again uh, sometime in late 2022. Um, GM is also expected to announce details of an all-electric GMC Hummer pickup truck this week. <laughs> um, they're among 20 electric vehicles uh, the company plans to sell globally by 2023. GM has already announced that electric vehicles will be built at its plant in Orion Township, Michigan, and at the Detroit Hamtramck plant uh which straddles the border between the city of detroit and uh the hamlet so again people if you are looking for automotive work uh those are the cities that you need to move to and inquire okay just uh just those last two let me tell you why this also makes sense we're closed yeah they're closed but let me tell you why this makes sense to me because currently this it is a 7.9 million square foot facility it employs about 3,400 hourly workers who are actually making. They're going to still continue to build the Cadillac XT5 and XT6 gas uh, powered vehicles, um, as well as the SUV. For um, now, I can see that this pa- changing though. Yeah, but this particular complex, um, which just happens to be GM's biggest in North America, also makes four engines that go into GM trucks and SUVs. Oh, it's massive. It's it's a yeah, it huge is. facility, and honestly, um, they built the town around it. So, they chose this area, and it was kind of out on a farm in farm mm-hmm. property. You know, right. t- a couple decades ago, I think. Right, like what was it? Early mid nineties. I think so. Yeah, I was living there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and then just the town just exploded around it because you moved all these people in that needed to work there. So, um, they have literally built kind of kind of we built this city kind of thing you know that that yeah, area it, it is yeah they had a lot of property and and still do well and to that point that sir is why hockey works in nashville am i right yeah you moved all the detroit lot you got all the rust but you got all the rust belt people yep, i yep. remember the first predators game that i ever went to man and it was a detroit red red wings game yeah i, I thought it was in detroit there were so many red wings fans did they bring that but, octopus thing and throw it out on the... <laughs> they did, man. They yeah. did. Speaking of octopus, man, we got the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, uh, the new expansion team, the NHL expansion team. Hey, maybe we'll do a show on hockey. Okay. Hey, what the puck, man? We got nothing else going on, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. So um, anyway, to wrap this particular story up, let me let me just give you a little bit more information because I think this is really intriguing and I want to follow this and see where this goes because I got a strange feeling we're going to have a... I hate to say I told you so episode again. Um, other factories from GM uh, that are getting investments include the $100 million being spent at the Delta Township plant near Lansing, Michigan, to make the GMC Acadia crossover SUV. 
Um, that SUV will be transferred from Spring Hill. See, they're making room. Uh, GM's Flint assembly plant will get a 32 mi- will get 32 million for future production of heavy duty pickup trucks, while the powertrain plant in Romulus, Michigan, will get an additional 17 million for automation and to increase the output of a 10 speed automatic transmission that goes into pickups and large SUVs. Um, the Orion Township plant will get 3.5 million. Uh, and a plant in Brownstown Township will get seven hundred fifty thousand, both both to help build a test vehicle for uh, wow the cruise autonomous vehicle unit. Interesting. So you know, Mary Barra has taken a lot of heat for you know her vision, um, mm-hmm. and and I can see you know lover or hater, she's made some big changes. Um, right. But she has been vocal in saying, um, you know, I we're going to have to a smaller GM is going to be one of the more end results of her her leadership tenure. Yep. And what you're starting to see and we've already been seeing this, but they're moving pieces on the board and they're putting more vehicle production in fewer sites, mm-hmm. right? So right. that Spring Hill plant's an example. Some of these other ones, they're dumping money into them, but they're trying to be more efficient in what the output of those facilities are. And I think exactly that's the old days of kind of building one or two vehicles in a plant, uh, few and far in between now, unless right. it's just a wildly popular vehicle that you have to crank out you know, just but honestly, there are so many car choices on the road nowadays. I just don't mm-hmm. see that being the case. No. I can see it with trucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like you know, you know full size pickup trucks. Remember, I mean, several months back when COVID really started kind of taking over the country. Which, by the way, folks, I mean, do everything you can to do your part because it does. Based on statistics, at the very moment that this, we're going to get a second wave of this thing and that's why in the beginning of this thing you know welcome to the show we're sponsored by you know the the 2020 2021 cold and flu season because guys don't take it lightly be serious be you know love thy neighbor that's all i gotta say um and that that's as far as i'll go but we talked about this several months ago when this thing hit at how advantageous this thing is probably going to be in the favor of automakers because it's a good excuse for them to kind of say well we can't have that close proximity worker anymore um, so how do we how do we how do we address that challenge? Automation. Right. Let's automate. Yep. And yep. that's what you're getting, guys. And now and that's instead why these... of fighting the unions head on mm-hmm. about regulations, they, don't have to. they can say they can cite health issues COVID. Yeah, and COVID. say we can, we're not legally allowed to do that anymore. And then they just no. you know if we do get a virus or we do get a vaccine, um, they just never go back. Right. They Throw just a never robot go back at it, man. The old way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. It's, it's so people pay attention, you know, and like like we have said on our show, uh, you might think about stepping back and retooling your your future. I mean, don't 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 wait for it to to come to you because we get on the other side of this thing, and I have confidence that we will get on the other side of this thing. Um, things are going to look a lot different, and uh, you know, just just pay attention, folks. So anyway, yeah. so there you go. So that's my. Um, my Hummer EV slash uh, welcome to the Cadillac uh, Lyric plant uh, edition. Um, so, do we want to take a minute and tell people where they can find us, Keith? I uh, sounds like you're uh, sounds like you're about to do that. Yeah, I, I think so. So, guys, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to our podcast. You can do that by simply going to our website, which is parscountyguru.com, and you'll see a tab up there that says podcast links. You can go on every major um, platform, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. I think we're even now on, like, Amazon Podcast, right? I mean, we're... That is we're, correct. We're, yes. we're everywhere. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple uh, Podcasts. Just... Just go to our website, partscountyguru.com. You'll get what you need. Anytime we mention something on this podcast also, um, we will we will put a link up on there. You'll see the mention on the podcast link for that specific episode. So, you know, take notes, go on there. But 
we would really love your subscription and, and your follow to follow us there. Also, we do a lot of things on social media. We're on uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, Parts County Gurus. Uh, while you're there, give us a like, uh, share it, tell a friend. Um, just be paying attention to uh, some of the notifications that we put out there and also some of the we'll put some short segment videos there as well we also do that on instagram uh, which is instagram.com forward slash the parts kind of gurus you can also check us out over on twitter um, that's twitter.com uh, we are at the counter show which is what you are listening to right now the cart uh, the parts kind of guru counter show or the counter show um Again, any of these video segments that you, uh, you, you, you're interested in watching, um, we have a YouTube channel over there as well, and it's youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Here's the deal there, though, guys. We need your subscriptions. Um, we want to keep this thing going. We can't do it without your help. Um, so please, while you're watching, uh, just hit the like button, subscribe, ring the bell so you know when we put a new video out. Uh, we live and die by those things, man. Your subscription to our channel is free to you, but man, it means so much to us. It's priceless to us, so please help us out and support us. Otherwise, just keep staying tuned, man. We'll we'll um, we'll keep putting stuff out there for you. So anyway, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, we talked about the Amazon vans earlier. If they're ordering 100,000 of these EV vans, you know, they ain't hurting, so to speak. And, right. uh, you know, since we since I since I have a window and I occasionally look out it and I see these vans rolling up and down the neighborhood, I know you all are buying crap on Amazon. I know it. Right. Okay? So if you're going to buy crap, like I always say, actually, I don't think I've ever said this, but if you're going to buy crap on Amazon, why not do it through our site? Because it doesn't cost you any more. And uh, we get a little uh, affiliate credit, which helps mm -hmm. support the show. So yeah. buy to your heart's content, get that truck out there 17 times or 17 different trucks out in the same day, whatever. But I know y'all are doing that because I've seen the trucks. So please go to our website, partscounterguru.com, click on the Amazon banner, and shop to your heart's content. Please, please, you. yeah. We have no idea what you're, who you are. It just helps us out, man. Yep. It just, we're, we're, we're a link. Um, speaking of being able to buy things through Amazon, let's talk about what you ha are wearing today, which did not come from Amazon. I'm not sure if you could buy it from Amazon, but maybe you want to share with people what you have there? Yeah, so I actually did look. Uh, there are some on Amazon. However, this is officially from the Eddie Van Halen store. Okay, mm, I'm not sure nice. if I can turn around with this cord on. Uh, there's a big guitar on the back. I, I can't I can't pull it off. But I'll it's end up good. like, you know, you'll see oh, legs maybe we'll in put a yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll put a picture or link up. But this was a yeah, birthday whatever. present from Jay. Thank you, Jay. Um, Happy birthday, buddy. And uh, Which is timing, soon, obviously, so. obvious timing there. Uh, very, very uh, sad. Uh, we're going to get into this, I think, like in the next podcast. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, we, we should. But uh, Eddie was a huge, talking about Eddie Van Halen, Eddie was a huge influence in both of our lives. Uh, musically, in my uh, years as a music student he was always somebody that fascinated me so um yeah so I don't, I don't even know you know now if these things are available people have just you know cleaned them out and their record sales are up and all that but uh i got one yeah it's yeah it's yeah yeah you do man yeah you do congratulations on that um i'm glad i'm glad i was able to uh, yeah, uh get in there before everybody else rummaged through the, <laughs> what they had because it seriously because they were they were uh they just basically prepared everybody for for mass oh, delays yeah. because of it and um so i was like one of the first ones you know right after eddie passed to be able to get in there just kind of use my head a little bit there and go hmm, you know i, I think i see what's going to happen here so yeah so, so um was, but you know look if you're going to go out and buy some uh van halen memorabilia and you can yeah. find some things on amazon yep. i saw some cool frankenstrat face masks Yes. On Amazon. So, Absolutely. hey, go, but use our link. Yeah, that's it. Good, um, good job. So let's... Uh, yeah, so this segment coming up right now uh, <laughs> is one we've kind of kicked around for a while. I've been interested in for a lot of reasons. Um, but it is a... It is a... Um, it is a marker of... It's a milestone in kind of our era of our life and yes. it's definitely a result of covid and and that is 
what's going on in the movie industry, really the entertainment industry, and we might talk a little bit about music in this too, but just the drastic changes, you know, theaters were closed. Now AMC, and this is interesting, AMC is opening back up a lot of their mm-hmm. theaters, and they're talking about adding more theaters. Right. And, uh, I think it's Regal hit the news um, a couple weeks ago. Once they push the James Bond movie out until 2021, Regal Cinema said, eh, we, I don't think we're going to make it. I think we're, you know. And yeah. So we have this situation where, you know, huge cash cows like these Marvel movies that it just seemed like nothing could stop them from like the insane amounts of money they were generating. And we've really had no headline. They call them tentpole movies. It's the ones that basically hold up the movie industry because they just pretty much yeah. bring people into the theaters. Yeah. Um, they haven't released any tentpole movies this year. And no. And so and what do we do, right? What What's the solution? What's this going to look like in, in a year, six months? Yeah, that's that's a good question because it is such a huge industry. And I mean, let's face it, you know, in recent years, they took a lot of big hits because people were just afraid to go into theaters because of some of the, you know, un, the unfortunate um, mass shootings that were occurring in some of these theaters. Um, you had that whole dark cloud hanging over them because of that and i think they remedied that with a lot of safety procedures in place nothing's 100 percent guaranteed but and then COVID hits um we were slated this year to have so many killer movies come well, out man now you found a list here of stuff that's been pushed and it's yeah. honestly too long to go into we should can we put a link up yeah, our, we'll just we'll just put a link to it on the mentioned on so, the podcast page on partsguru.com. Yeah, do that if you want to know what's coming out and what's been delayed and the new release date because a lot of them have now now take for granted like in the instance of Batman, it was originally slated for a, a release date of June 25th of this year. Excuse me, 2021. Then they moved it to 20 October 1, 2021. Now it's been moved to March 4 of 2022. Well, now that one's a little interesting because the lead character, the lead actor Robert Pattinson contact contracted COVID-19 and they right. had to postpone shooting production. So yeah. uh, here, so uh, there are several things that I want to get into. I want to get into a, my prediction of what I think is going to happen. B okay. what, um, what kinds of opportunities this does create. Cause there are, there is some opportunity. There are some chaos. alternative opportunities but out there. That's right. Here's just the short list of, of kind of big name movies. So obviously the bond movie, no time to die, which they ran movie trailers for, you know, up to a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's been pushed back. Um, uh, so, there's four avatar movies coming out now that have all been pushed back. The fast saga, which is your fast and furious movies. Matrix 4. Matrix 4 um, is in production now, but it's been bl- delayed. The Batman you already mentioned. Black Widow was supposed to be out. That's the big Marvel movie of the summer. That got pushed. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I mean, uh, these that are... was the uh that was the um the kids from uh Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh one of them. Two of them? One of them? Yeah. One, one of, of them for sure. One of them, I think. Yeah. Now, here's one here's something I did not realize this, man. I didn't re- that's you know, show me not being, you know, in the know, but Mission Impossible seven and eight. So seven was supposed to is move has been moved from July twenty third, twenty twenty one to November nineteen, twenty twenty one. And then Mission Impossible eight has been moved from August fifth, twenty twenty two to November fourth, twenty twenty two, which makes sense because Cruise yeah. is probably shooting. Well, and speaking you know, of Cruise, you know, Top Gun was supposed to be out. We were all looking forward to that. Top right. Gun Maverick. Right. The Eternals, which is a big Marvel movie. Um, I mean, The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I, I just... Uh, I mean, the list is just endless, man. Um, th- this one here, what was it? Uh, Minecraft, The Matrix 4. Um, Greyhound you know, even, was actually... I saw Greyhound. Yeah, right. Was apparently supposed to be a theater release, and then they just released it on Apple TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unbelievable! I didn't know that there was a Beatles. Uh, the Beatles get back. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know Shazam uh, two, which the first one was a pretty great, entertaining family movie. Uh, Star Wars has been delayed. Um, Jurassic World has been delayed. Yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. 
Oh, I know where you're going with this. See, all the movies that I like, you don't like. So I know we can't go to the movies together. Yeah, maybe. Untitled Indiana unless you, Jones Unless movie. you would share, unless you'd be willing to share your popcorn with me. Then. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it, you know. just you I'd know, buy you some extra um, big, uh, yeah. So while we're on that subject, and we'll, we'll get back to this, but I, here, here's here's some, let's, 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 let's put some light into this darkness real quick. Yeah. Okay? So me, I'm not real big on a theater environment, and I'll tell you why. This is exactly where I was going to take this anyway. People are just, you know, what, do I really have to tell you to wash your hands? I mean, I don't like sticky chairs and that sort of stuff and people hacking and on their phones. And, and I know there's certain regulations and people will kick you out if that's the case. But sometimes people are just in their own little world, which that's what movies kind of do to you. They help you get in your own world while you're watching it and you should enjoy it. But I'm always a guy. I'm right to concessions, man, and I'm going to buy the biggest bucket of buttered popcorn and yeah. a Coke. You and my Dude, kid. And then he complains I just when love I reach it. in there. That's what I love about going to movies. And, you know. Otherwise, I don't go. So this yeah. might be advantageous to us in some of the alternative ways that we can get in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So so let's, let's yeah, so I'm going to mention one last movie because I know, Jay, this was big on your list. I was actually itching to see this. Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which was supposed to be out this summer. So, so to your point about uh, the the people factor, uh, yeah. So there's several factors that the movies have had against them already, and you've mentioned several of these. Number one was these uh, terrorism acts that unfortunately mm-hmm. have caused problems. Number two was the kind of disgusting element that you got to deal with but you know the uh people being rude people on their phones you know those phones are yeah. bright and i'm sitting five rows back and right i'm like oh what turn dude turn or or my favorite my favorite and and i am the guy by the way if you answer your phone in the middle oh. of a movie and i've literally heard this i've heard bring, bring, and then you get, and you're like, oh, seriously, are you, you're not going to answer. You, you're sort of waiting to see them get up and head out, but instead you get, hella. I'm the guy five rows back that goes, hey, jackass, it's me. Put your phone up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would be me too, man. Yeah. I get so livid with people when, when, in, in those circumstances, man. I hate it. It just so, bugs me, man, because that's my space, man. When I buy a seat, it's my space. Now, two strikes against them already, and then we have the advent of higher definition. You know, we've got most of us have 4K televisions now. Right. Home theater sounds getting better. You know, everybody's yeah. got sound bars, and uh, I mean, it's you know, we're we've improved in the quality of the home theater experience all around. Okay. Yeah. We have all these streaming outlets now. Mm-hmm. TVs are bigger. I mean, where is this ultimately heading? Right? And so yeah. the movie industry from the production side, so your movie studios, so your Marvel, your, you know, your Disney, Marvel, Paramount, you know, all the big players, they are hedging their bet. It, just if you look at this list of production dates that were pushed, right. they are hedging their bet on a vaccine. And we're just basically going to kick the can down the street until 2021. Right. And hope that things, as we've heard many times, return to normal. Right. And I understand the reason why they need to do that. Because those movies are so expensive to make. You know, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. That they can't just go straight to, to digital release because... The old model was they made, you know, a Marvel movie on its release weekend would make hundred almost, million. Some some of them make a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Then it's out for a couple months, you know, and it makes mm-hmm. however much more. Then it goes right. to digital or DVD or on demand and it makes a whole bunch more. Well, if you skip that first segment, you're going straight to the second or third paycheck and you you're not gonna make as much. And if it costs you know, 150 or 200 million dollars to make a Bond movie, they can't they can't take that as a loss, right? That's so right. That's right. They would rather delay it than try to then put it in a theater now where they can only have 50 percent or 40 percent capacity. That's right. Um, but but going forward, 
And this is where at the top of the show we said, you know, how does this tie into vehicles? Well, you know, the comeback of the drive-in. I mean, That's it, we're man. already starting to see that, right? Absolutely. Drive-in movie theaters are making a comeback. They are. I mean, they have around here. Um, I know they have in your area. Yeah. Cars and, and are we'll more get, comfortable now. Right. And we'll, and we'll get into, you know, not only is this affecting the movie industry, but it's also affecting the music industry. Yeah. Which will tie into drive-in theaters. Well, events drive-in events. events right and right. so we've got exactly. more comfortable cars now we've got better sound systems in those vehicles now so the yep. quality of the experience is still there check right? it out so the delivery of audio just think how easy this can be for someone you, now you have all these bluetooth devices out there and you get a special pin or whatever to log into rather than having the oh, speaker well, out we you all know, have you just, our phones connected to our vehicles already right that's it. Just send it to your phone and you're send right. it to your phone and you got you got the surround sound inside your vehicle, man. It's perfect. Yeah, it's and perfect. you can do concessions. So I do think we're going to continue to see a comeback there because mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's a um, it's a it's a viable option. Now in the winter when it gets cold, right? Now mm-hmm. you've as EVs continue to dominate you don't have to deal with people in the car next to you starting their car to warm back up because That's exactly you know, right. Tesla with the heater on is completely silent. Do you see a huge opportunity for drive-in theaters to be multi-purpose for that yes. very reason? And you can do like concert if you're shows there. So, you so you can have charging stations you can, where you can just have power where you can just plug in at each. There you go. Just you know, put your I mean, credit card in and you want to charge up while you're watching? Sure. And right. Just keep it plugged in. That's yeah. a great invention, Jay. Um, yeah. And and so uh, the Live Nation thing that you posted, um, Live Nation already got on board with some drive-in concerts, mm-hmm. and they're a big promoter of yep. you know music events among other things. Yep. That's right. Um, and they are going to the larger cities and doing these outdoor events. That's and, right. And you know you can do that in the summertime. Uh, when it gets cold out, you you know that's when your arena shows would typically tour. Um, but there's been something else out there in the music industry that I've seen lately, um, where these entertainers, these bands, are all gathered in one soundstage on one soundstage, and they have all the engineers and lighting and everything, and they basically have a you know a, a green screen behind them, yeah, for effects and all that stuff. So. A lot of the, you, I think we're going to see a lot more virtual concerts. So in the winter time, if you have an outlet like a drive-in theater where you can pull your EV in and plug in, um, and from the comfort of your own vehicle, watch a live concert. Well, that's man. movie. Se- it's movie season, also, right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. With, yeah. If this is how it's going to be, and I and this ties back into what you were saying. Why are we pushing these large production movies back further and further and further? Well, they they've got a lot of money invested into these things. I mean, from from just the the PR standpoint alone of putting a you know, hey, we got this, all the money that goes into just you know advertising these things. That's a huge loss yeah. if no, already. They've got so much money that that they've lost. So I agree with you that they're pushing it out further and further in hopes that when we do get on the other side of this thing, that they are going to be able to come back into theaters. Right Right now, that's questionable because there are some small independent theaters that have opened up recently, and um, they've done their thing, but then shortly after, they've had to close back down because of outbreaks. But as you said earlier in this segment that we were talking about, you know, most of these large box cinemas have just they can't open. Um, they've tried soft rollouts um, recently, but you know, amidst of, of of the latest wave of this stuff, it's just almost impossible well, to and, guarantee. You know, safety. and and uh, you know, and I agree with what you said. There's entrepreneurial opportunity in all of this, right? So absolutely. You know, we've been saying that all along. Lemonade. You've you've got to take mm-hmm. your your challenges and find ways around them. And there's plenty of other challenges that we haven't touched on. I understand that, but look, put the EV charging stations and let it be used for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you're not showing movies and 
do some other things to multi-purpose this facility. That's right. And I think it becomes viable from a from an investor standpoint to build these things. And there's not a huge amount of build out. It's not the same as building a shopping mall or even building a movie theater because it's most of it is a flat surface, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, mm-hmm. you know, yes, there's going to be some equipment and there may be a stage and all that, but you're not building 17 story buildings you know we're not nope. building the latest uh marriott the return the return yeah. on investment on something like that is going to be far greater than than a actual boxed uh cinema i mean you're going to have a, a quicker return on investment there than i think you would if it were cinema and you're right, right. i think it's a it's a no-brainer where they will invest and if they're smart and they do this thing right it would be in the technology to make the experience Right. If they will embrace the technology that's out there to make the experience better um, than what it used to be back in the old days, old days, even though still, man, it was always so fun to sit on the back of the car or in the back of the pickup truck or you know on a nice sunny or excuse me a warm night um, and just enjoy yourself. So anyway, that's yeah. I, I don't know where it's going to go, pal. Uh, you know, yeah. I for one would be. Be happy to go do some drive-in stuff. That's a good. Oh, absolutely, outing. I would. You know, I would. And uh, you know, who knows? We might see a population boom after that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> you didn't see that yeah. coming. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I did not, man. I did uh, not. Jay, I know you already gave out a lot of the social stuff. Any closing thoughts? Uh, maybe hit a. Here, you want me to take a stab at it one more time, guys? Sure, if go ahead. If you're watching this, if you're listening to it, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your subscriptions. We live and die by those. Check us out on our social media websites. Oh, boy. I'm going to get in the weeds here. Uh, Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash Parts Counter Gurus. Is that right? That's it. That's it. Okay, man. that's one. Let's see if I can keep you this got going this, without. Man. I, I, I see the family feud buzzers in the background. Uh, <laughs> Instagram.com forward slash The Parts Counter Gurus. That's us, man. That's uh, awesome. Twitter at The Counter Show. That's right. Yeah. And uh, what, <laughs> what? 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 If there's one more, right? Uh, Am I missing any? No. No. Facebook.com forward slash Parts Counter Gurus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and our website, PartsCounterGurus.com. There you yeah, go. PartsCounterGurus.com. Yeah, just go there. Go there. You'll find everything that Keith just mentioned. Get the full, the- get the full podcast. Get links to download it. Uh, articles. We've got all kinds of great stuff out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much for watching. Yes, Jay? Nothing. I was just going right. to... Just, I'm just, uh, it's just a, I, I had a fun time today. Yeah, this is likewise. good. I, 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 I needed this, and you know why. I appreciate it. So um, I'd like to dedicate this particular episode to uh, Harley. I'll just oh, leave it with that. Oh, that's so perfect. Yeah, thanks, man, uh, for doing that. So um, for my for my pal Jay over there somewhere, I think to my left. <laughs> I'm here. I swear I am. <laughs> I'm Keith. Thank you all for watching. Uh, I don't feel tardy. See you next time, guys. Yes. Hey, jackass, it's me. Put your phone up.